Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Columbus Local Podcast. This evening we have songwriter, singer, band leader, Mike Pricer. Mike, how are you today? Good, Lynn. Thank you so much and thanks for having me. It's a kind of honor to be here with you. Uh, very proud to be a member of our wonderful uh, Central Ohio music community and thanks for you doing what you do. Oh, it's all good, man. You know, and you're definitely um, uh, a, a pillar in the music community. Um, I know you're uh, involved in um, your solo project where you're you're playing, you're singing and, and playing guitar, um, but also your kind of your your big rolling train, if you will, has been your your band, The Trains, right? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been great. We've been together about uh, about fifteen years now. We've had. Uh, a lot of members come and go, but the uh, train just keeps rolling on. We we play, uh, I don't know, a couple, two, three times a month now, and it's comfortable. Getting a little older, so it's a little hard to get to play it every weekend anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. <laughs> but I but I also know too, you know, you've got you've got a, a really good stronghold with some uh, some great venues, you know, um, the Black Lick area, Gahanna. Um, you're, you're, um, on the East side. Um, are you an East side guy? Well, I grew up in the, in the Northland area, but, uh, I've lived on the East side now. Oh, for the past 20, 25 years or so. And yeah, there's a lot of great, great music venues out on the, on the East side. So I live in Groveport, so it's easier for me to, to get to those types of places. And, uh, there's a lot of great places out on the East side and out at the lake and, and whatnot. So it's great. It's all good. And, and everybody, you know, knows you, knows the trains. Um, you know, you get, you get a, you know, kind of a stronghold in, in, the, in these classic venues. Um, I know Gatsby's, uh, you know, working with uh, the, Stad, uh, uh, the Stadler brothers. And um, right. we'll, I'm sure we'll cover a lot of uh, some of that. But, um, you know, uh, with, with you currently... Um, You've got a bunch of gigs lined up, don't you, this year in 2024? Well, you know, we tried to. At one time, we were playing over 70 gigs a year. And uh, it got to be a little bit of a strain on uh, personal time and whatnot. So, we, you know, we, we're between maybe 25, 30 gigs a year. We play at Gatsby's once a month. Love playing there. The, uh, the closeness and people, um, you know, really dancing and listening to you and being on top top of you being very interactive it's a it's a fun place to play both outside on the patio during the summer and uh, on the inside during the colder times of year absolutely and isn't that interesting too that the gatsby's that do what you just said whether you're on the patio in the summer or you're inside is the vibe is very much alive there yeah, it's very interactive it's uh it's a it's a lot of fun to play there yeah and doug and his oh. staff do an amazing job of you know, the food is wonderful and the staff is just amazing. Oh, for sure. Um, you um, are, uh, have been a long, long-term Columbus resident, obviously, but, um, you know, where, where, where are you originally from? Well, I was born in, uh, in uh, Quebec, Canada, and I was adopted as a baby by some great people from uh, a farming community just south of the Chicago in the Illinois area. And uh, my father worked for Sears for 35 years, and he got transferred to, uh, to Columbus. And ironically, he went before us in the car. We had one car, like many families did back in, in the mid-60s. 
and, uh, and my mother, you know, stayed at home and worked. So he worked at Sears. He went ahead, uh, got us a place to live, and then we all came to Columbus on the train, ironically enough. That's cool. Is that the origin of, of your band's name? Well, that I think that has something to do with it. And also kind of the rolling rhythmic nature of the sounds of a train. If you go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they have a video about rock and roll being kind of originated from the sound of the tracks and the sound of the train. And, and so a lot of that you know, has to do with our rolling rhythmic type of music that we play, the kind of dance rock stuff that we do. And so I thought it was an appropriate name to, uh, to yeah, use. It's good stuff. For sure. I looked, uh, I looked it up on the internet. I thought, well, there's got to be other bands called this. And just the trains, a lot of people have train in their name, but, but not so much the train. So it, it worked. And train, the band out of San Francisco at the time, was kind of, <clears throat> when I first named the band that, were kind of had, had gone away. And then they came back with that very popular song, and then they became more popular. So Very good. But it works. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it absolutely works. It's and it's a almost a brand in Columbus, you know. Right. We're going to see the trains. We're going to party <laughs> with the trains. Um, you mentioned the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, somebody once told me that you are a member <laughs> yeah. of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame up up in Cleveland. Well, absolutely. I mean, I went up there. I paid my membership dues. I got a T-shirt and a membership card, and I'm good to go. I mean, you should join. So that's it. Yeah, I'm officially a member you're, of the Rock and Roll Hall. You don't of fame. have you don't have an acoustic guitar in the wall or a microphone or anything. No, you're, no. You, but you are a member. Of I'm the a Rock member, and if you just that's join so and pay your dues, and I give you a T-shirt and tell you you're a member of the Hall of Fame. So. Oh man, I'm. You know, I. I yep, I got to go up there and I got to check that out. I know. It's not as hard as you think to become a member of the Hall of Fame up there in Rock and Roll. Probably there's an online option. I'm sure, right? <laughs> exactly. You can. Uh, you don't even have to go up there. You can probably just do it right from the comfort of your own home. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, um, did 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 music start for you when you were young? Well, I've always had a kind of a song in my head, and uh, <clears throat> I've always I've always loved music. And with me, it's kind of sports and music. And being adopted, you know, you don't really have an identity, so to speak, of where you're from or what you do. So, I was always trying to challenge myself about, you know, what I was and what I could be, and. And uh, remember back in the, my dad had this album, Johnny Rivers Rocks the Folk. And uh, I thought, man, I need a guitar and I really want to do I sang along to that, sang along, wore that record out. And then later in high school, I got a, uh, an album, a four, a four album set of Motown 64. And I just wore that, that thing out. And I really just loved that whole Motown sound. And a lot of that has carried over to my association with music. I think that definitely kind of connects the dots. You know, if you go see the trains or see your solo act, you know, that's that's kind of your wheelhouse, I'm sure, DNA-wise. Right? Well, I just love that rhythmic music. People people ask me, you know, do you like rock and roll? I said, well, I like the roll part of rock and roll. I just love the rhythmic sounds and the and the and the, the riffs and and all of the stuff that just makes you move your feet and want you to sing along. So, with our band, we have a kind of a motto that says first of all if we're picking songs we have to pick songs people know secondly we have to pick songs people want to dance to and thirdly we got to pick some songs that the singer can sing because he's kind of limited in, in what he can do so so it's worked out for us and we try to keep the keep the party going whenever wherever we play with uh, with a good mixture of both slow and fast songs 
Yeah, but at this point, though, like, how what what's your how big is your repertoire of songs? How many roughly are you thinking you have? Well, it, de- it kind of depends on you know the people we've had. I've had seventeen versions of this band, and people come and people go, and people bring their unique perspective and unique talent to to what we do. We've been so fortunate to have some amazing musicians um, that I've been privileged to work with, and they bring their their uh, their style and their songs, and we try to accommodate what people are good at and uh if we can do that then we're going to be a better band for it and i try to find people that you know have common interests in in, in music selection and and it, it's worked out for us so far so far i'll say <laughs> 17 years did you say 17 years well 2009 is is when we is when we started when we started i um i was in a band back in the early 80s called ransom and um it was, you know, we played down on campus and we did, we did some stuff. And Eric Thomas was the leader of that band. He's an amazing guitar player. And his wife, Bonnie, was a keyboardist and vocalist. And, and we had a wide variety of songs. At the time, we were doing stuff that had just come out on the radio, like the Motels and the Rolling Stones and other stuff back in, back in the 80s. And we're still playing those same songs today. They were new back then, but now they're, they're nostalgic, so to speak. And it's fun to play songs that people can have, can have fun with. So that's kind of how we determine how we pick pick songs yeah that formula that's a good formula it's good stuff I, I, you know um it's it, you know as far as the trains are concerned um you're playing stuff that not all the bands are playing which is kind of differentiates you guys from uh using the model you just you just described um from from anything else that's going on out there you know well, you know, we, most of our music is centered around the, the dance stuff from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And, and we do some newer country stuff and, and whatnot to, to, you know, kind of bring, bring other aspects of the band in. We just got a great new keyboard player named Tim Avery. Tim's a younger guy that brings a lot of energy, and he's a concert pianist by trade. And he, uh, he also an IT guy, which helps a lot in, the, uh, in being able to put songs together. And, uh, of course, our lead guitar player... Steve Rich and his son Steven on, on drums, they're, as a family, they're so tight and together. And with Neil Young on bass, it, uh, it really uh, is one of the tightest bands we've, we've had, and we have a lot of fun with it. And yes, his name is Neil Young, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Does that come into play with, with some, some fun stuff that uh, you kind of have with, with uh, your other players? When, so when, when Neil, the guy named by Neil Young joined the band, any, any, uh, anything crazy happened there with the guys? Well, we, had a, um, we have a mutual friend. Uh, I have a friend called, uh, his name is Alan Duffy, and Alan is kind of like a Neil Young artist. He sounds exactly like Neil Young, does all Neil Young songs, and he opened for us once at Gatsby's. And I told uh, Alan, Alan didn't know Neil, the bass player in our band. And uh, I went over to him and I said, Alan, I said, I don't know how to tell you this, but there's a really good chance that Neil Young himself might be here tonight. And he's like, really? I said, yeah, I can almost guarantee that Neil Young will be here tonight. (laughs) So that was kind of fun. And it was probably funner when he did show up. Yeah. Well, he kind of knew the joke after a while, but it was was pretty funny to see the look on his face when I told him that. That's all good, man. So, so you you came to Columbus. You you have did you have siblings when you grew up? I um, well, I like I said, I was adopted from an orphanage in in Quebec, and my 
parents uh, went back and got my brother and sister from the same orphanage a year and three years after they had gotten me. So I grew up, I grew up with them. And um, about 20 years ago, I decided I would, wanted to find my, my birth parents. So I went through Ancestry.com and 23andMe and, and did all of the things. And I contacted the, um, the social service people up in Canada, and they located my mother. Unfortunately, she had not told anyone about me and couldn't have contact because she was afraid of, you know, repercussions from all of that. And, and she passed away, and I was able to find her obituary, and, her, and in the obituary, it kind of lists the siblings. And I was able to find all the siblings on, on Facebook. And, oh, my uh, gosh. And I managed to uh, pick one of the siblings out. There were six of them on my mother's side and um, sent a letter up uh, with a with a cousin of mine that was also I met through um, Ancestry. And he handled delivered a letter to her and she uh, eventually called me and I got to meet her just a couple about a month or so ago. She came down to visit. It was amazing. Oh my gosh! Congratulations! Yeah, that's, that's fun. That's very, very blessed. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a story. And she actually plays guitar and sings also. So <sighs> that was fun. That was a surprise, a nice surprise. Absolutely! Wow. And is she um, is she located in Canada? Currently? Yeah. Yeah. There's um, six more on my mother's side, and there's five more on my birth father's side. It took me a while to find my birth father, but I figured that one out through. DNA and whatnot, and two of them took the DNA test as well to prove it. And so there's five on that side, six on my mother's side, and two adopted brothers and sisters. So I wind up being the oldest of 14 in my family. Wow. Wow. And this is all um, within the last couple of years? Yeah. Uh, well, my m mother, I <clears throat> I had found her uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago. She passed away at age 69. My birth father had passed away at age 64. He was a, a Greyhound bus driver. And she was a homemaker. And I think they probably met at a diner somewhere where she was a waitress and he was a, he was a bus driver. And no one will know the story from there other than me. Yeah, understood. The existence of me, that is. Understood. Yeah. But, you know, um, wow, what a wonderful blessing for you to be able to, to, to find all that. And yeah, they've been very time. welcoming and, and it's, it's been a wonderful, wonderful thing. Oh, man. I feel oh, that's, that's awesome. Awesome for you and I'm, I've met four of them I had my brother on my father's side and a sister on my father's side my brother on my father's side came down to meet me in where we live here in Groveport and my I went down to Orlando uh, my sister's family took a vacation down there and I went down there and met some friends of mine in, in the Tampa area and then drove over and met them for dinner so that was it was great and then a month or so ago one of my on my mother's side my brother and sister came down together and and spend a little time with us. And that, that was, it was, it was amazing. It was wonderful. That is wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing that too, Mike, really, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's gotta be, um, how, how's it, how do you feel? How does it make you feel? You know? Well, you know, it kind of, you know, answers a lot of questions for sure. you. Sure. Helps you kind of put together the pieces of the identity that you've been looking for all this time. But then, you know, you just have to keep, um, I'm very curious and very, I like learning new things and, uh, it's my curiosity that drove me to actually find them. So, uh, so it's worked out really well. Yeah. When you were uh, when you were growing up, though, did how how, where did how did music get get to you, or did you did you pursue that? Um, what was inspiring you? To well, I always you know I always loved the. I used to go to there was a department store near my house there. I lived in Forest Park up in the Northland area of Columbus, and there was a department store called Hearts. 
And I used to go to Hearts all the time, and, and Hearts would have a record section, and they'd have these little slips of paper that what the top 40 was for that week. So I would take that piece of paper home, and I would listen to the radio, and I would just check off the, the songs as I heard them. And uh, that got to be fun. And I, every, every extra nickel I had went to a 45 or a, or a, or a bag of wiffle balls because I, I, I love sports as well. You know, it's funny you bring that up um, with with hearts. I, I I followed that same little pattern, you know, early on. It's it you know hearts, <laughs> yeah. you know, is um, a big part of discovering music for a lot of us because there was there was no internet back then. There was no Facebook. There's no phones. You know, we're we're on our bikes in the early part of the day going to the mall. Exactly. And, well, and Forest then, Park was a great community to grow up in. Yeah. I think the last. The last uh, records I bought at Hearts were like 77 cents for a 45, I think, is what they, it was. I think it started off at like 59 cents, and it went up to 77 cents, and it almost broke the bank for me. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, I can relate. Um, I, I never forget. I, do I you never still forget. have your collection of 45s? I have some. I have some, but uh, in the move, and I think I had a, one of those uh, peaches crates that you kept all your albums in. I think I got it. I think it rained and it, it got all my albums wet. And I figured, well, anymore today, it's easier to get the skips out of everything by just looking at stuff online or downloading CDs or, <laughs> or, or even or whatever, streaming these whatever days, it yeah. is. Yeah. I remember one record by the Guess Who. They had uh, American Woman on one side of the 45 and No Sugar Tonight was on the B side. And I thought, what a deal. That's like getting two for one. Absolutely. <laughs> well, they had lots of hits, though, man. It's good, 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 good. That's a good one, though. They did. I love, I love his voice. So, um, who were your favorites? You know, in kind of, kind of um, inspiring you to get you to sing. Well, I, you know, I, again, I never had any formal lessons. I listened to the radio and I tried to imitate what I heard on the radio, and I record myself on a cassette player and see how close I was, and and try to fix it from there. I've always been, you know, kind of blessed to have a. A kind of maybe a good ear. I don't know. I mean, people say I, oh, you yeah. know, I sing in tune most of the time, but uh, I don't know. I, I love Elvis's voice, and uh, I just love the voices, even the female voices like Tina Turner and Barbara Streisand, and and uh, of course, you know, Clayton Thomas of the of that band, and uh, and uh, just a lot of great, a lot of great voices that I uh, really. Just love listening to. Yeah, and as you said too, you're you're a curious guy. You're reaching and you're growing all the time, and you still are today. Well, that's, that's cool. I uh, I started to keep a diary of the band when we first we first got started. I uh, I got back into it because a friend of mine invited me over to the Moose Lodge in in uh, Gahanna, and they had a moose band there that they were going to play the annual picnic with. And I uh, told my friends, they said, "Well, we need a singer. The singer we have isn't." you know, going to be able to do the show. And I said, okay, well, I can do that. And so we rehearsed down in the embalming room at the uh, Hannah Moose because it used to be a, a, a funeral home. So that was a little little creepy, but <laughs> but uh, we got to do the gig. And then after the gig, I uh, just, the guys, some of the guys wanted to move forward, and I kind of put together a, um, a portfolio that said, I think, you know, we could do this kind of music, and we could call ourselves the trains, and we could... Uh, you know, maybe get some bookings and do some things. And so a lot of the guys were with, were into it, but the guitar player, he didn't want to, you know, play the kind of music that I had suggested playing. And so 
we had got a couple other guys and we rehearsed for six months before we had a gig at the Dolphin Lounge to kick off the trains. And because we didn't, they'd anticipated it for so many months, we had a really great crowd. And Lori, who's amazing at the Dolphin Lounge, and I'm so grateful to her for the event, for the uh, opportunity that she gives people like starting bands and other people to be able to showcase their talent. And uh, she wanted us back. And I, I was so excited. You know, we had got basically filled the place with friends that had been anticipating us playing there. And I went to the band and I said, hey, guys, we got two more gigs. And I... And, and three of the guys decided they didn't want to do that anymore. So we had, we'd practiced for six months and we played one gig. And then... Uh, well, and it was at the world-famous Dolphin exactly. Lounge. Exactly. I share your enthusiasm with that place, yes, too, man. Yes, it's a, it's, a, uh, it's a wonderful place. And Lori is... Uh, she just, as a matter of fact, I think she just elected into the Blues Hall of Fame. So yep, that's Columbus was. Blues Hall of Fame. So that's, that's an amazing honor for her, and I'm, I'm so happy. So happy for her. But we had to then put the band together because we had a gig in two months. We practiced for six months to play one gig. And then we had two more months to be able to play the show from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. <laughs> Five sets. That's awesome, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, when you're, yeah, when you're, you got your project, your band, you want to play, man. You want to yeah. play, and you'll, you'll take that five-hour gig anytime, man. Well, you know, you're, you, it, everybody has their story about how they got started, and, uh, Ours probably isn't different than a lot of people. You know, you got to get out there and hustle a little bit and try to convince people that uh, you do that. I was, we were playing at a place, I can't remember the name of it when we played there, but it became Sticks and Stones over there in, in Reynoldsburg. And uh, I had a friend of mine uh, that, I went, that I worked at Rockwell with as an engineer, and he owned Doolin's over there in Pickerington. And he came out and saw us, and we got a chance to play at Doolin's. And then Doug gave us a chance at Gatsby's, and everything just kind of went from there. Yeah, those guys um, are the ones that you always, um, I think, appreciate, and it hangs on for a while. Um, and I, I, I think you're a lot like me in that you want to give back to the folks, too, you know, and um, just share your appreciation. And part of that is to continue to give yourself and your skills and your band, your, your projects to those venues, because it's all a part of the community, the venue, the venue owners. Uh, along with uh, the talent and the bands and musicians that play, it's all the same, you know, gratefulness that, that keeps that machine rolling, you know? Sure. I just love being part of this community, and I love the people in this community, including yourself, Lynn. I've known you for a little bit now. And uh, it's just amazing the amount of uh, people, the kind of people that are in the music business here in Columbus. are all. If, if it weren't for musicians, we'd only have half a crowd that we have because we all try to support one another. We all, we all try to uh, be there for one another. And my friends have been there for me, and I try to be there for them. I go to a lot of different open mics and participate and learn in people. And, you know, that's how you, that's how you learn, too. Not only do you, do you get to, you know, associate with like-minded people, but you also, you also learn from the, the, the talent and everything that they have, too. And we have so much talent in this town. It's just amazing that uh, you can go just about anywhere in this town and see great talent on a nightly basis for free. Right, right. Now, some places have have a cover, but it's not a lot, you no. know. And it's and it's and it's for the the cause right. of of continuing. You know. Well, you know, you have to take your hats off to these these owners because 
Some of them know that they're in competition with each other. They have to have live music to be able to survive against the other one. And it, uh, you know, it, uh, a lot of days they make money and some days they don't make money. And the ones that do it, you have to appreciate, you know, the fact that they want live music. I agree with you. Totally. It's all good there. <laughs> yeah. Well, without them, what were we going to play, you know? Yeah. And, you know, when you get to you get introduced to people, too, you know, like in, in the case of, of yourself, I mean, I'll, I'll give a shout out to um, Mr. Perot. Oh, yes. Mr. Perot. Um, I say Mr. Perot because for some reason I can't remember his first Jason. name. Jason Perot. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. If you, I don't know if he's listening to this or not, but Jason Perot, um, just a real solid bass player, good guy. Yeah. Um, we were doing a music project together, and he, he I, I, I don't know that I ever would ever be able to have the opportunity to meet you, for example, Mike, if it weren't for Jason. Sure. You know? And Jason, I think, had, had uh, some some uh, experience with the trains. Yeah, Jason was and, one of our first bass players, and uh, Jason helped us get you know going. He was very knowledgeable about about what he was doing. He was very helpful, and he knew people that would that helped us also. And and I was out there to support him as well. And it was it was great having him with us. Yeah, he's one of those those um, uh, the not the spoke but the the hub <laughs> of a lot. Sure, of well, resource. You've got to have a good rhythm section if you're going to have a good band. There's just no no doubt about it. The bass player and the drummer, they got to be in sync. And if you get that going, there's a lot of things you can build around that. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I don't know if there's any other um, aspects that, um, you know, you may have taken, taken note of that, um, you know, you'd like to bring to light, Mike, or not. But um, I just want to pause and see if there's anything you want to kind of pull through well i'd like to i'd like to thank the bands also and a lot of the solo artists that uh that donate their time to charity you know i mean that's it's a very important part of what we do i know aj does his big uh buckeye cruise for cancer that's coming up at cardo's here and that's always a big success um i had a uh, experience that's, that's aj angelo right yeah aj yeah. angelo i'm sorry yeah yep. and he um Back in 2013, I had a friend of mine who had, had breast cancer, and they did a thing for her at Gatsby's, and I thought, you know what, I can do that too. And then I had a girl I was seeing at the time come down with the same thing. And I thought, you know what, I want to pool the musician friends I know, the Jack with Rick Ayers and his group, and Michael Doctor and these guys live in the trains. We put on three straight years of a, of a, a cancer benefit at Screaming Willie's, and we called it Bands for Love. And uh, it was a huge success, a lot of support from people, a lot of fun. And we were able to donate quite a bit of money to the Stephanie Fiel Spielman Fund there at, at OSU. And it was, a, it was a labor of love for me. And uh, it was amazing, the, the cooperation and the teamwork and everything that went into that, you know, charitable event. So I just wanted to, you know, talk about the role of musicians in, in the charitable causes here in Central Ohio as well. Absolutely, and and acknowledge that um, that contribution and um, the fact that you know it's it's really 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 um, a wonderful gesture and productive gesture to to take on something like you just described. Well, I think it's important to give back. You yeah. know, the community gives us so much, and it's important to give back, just like you're doing with these podcasts, Lynn. I mean. You're spreading the word and, and getting, and I've listened to several of them, especially the ones that were my friends that you've done with. 
and uh, it's great to hear the different perspectives of people and and how they uh, started out and and what their experiences have been and you're and the people that aren't musicians that come out and see us is also just part of part of what's so important and I'm hoping that they're going to you know listen to these podcasts and I know that they're so interested in Central High music I know that they're going to really learn a lot and be able to be a bigger part of this community and that that's so important yeah I, I couldn't agree with you more I, I um, the, the the people that come out and support the venues and the bands and um, are in, in love with the material and um, you know just allowing ourselves to feel whatever it is that we feel when we go go see our friends and the, the folks that, that we know well exactly I mean without them and without their support I mean We'd all a, be we all be in that uh, embalming room, right? <laughs> trying to, trying to yeah, we'd bang all be out trying to figure out by ourselves. who was in here last week. <laughs> I, know, I know. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. So the more, the, I mean, and every new friend I make through this is just a blessing, and uh, and I love I love everyone that comes to see us, and I love everyone that comes to see other bands. I try to get out and see as many as I can because I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly appreciating what people do. And uh, it's just a blessing. And has it, has it always been um, as easy as it seems when you come to a, to a trains? Con- I mean, you know, where you were, where were you actually playing when you were first starting out? Were you in the, in the high street scene or were you in uh well, back in the eighties we were, we were uh, playing on campus and, in different places there and and you know we we would play with two or three other acts and we'd have 10 or 15 songs we would do and it was all new and fresh and i was just learning myself and then i had three babies in a year and that kind of curtailed my uh so i took a 23 year break before i uh before i was i was at the the moose in in uh in gahanna when somebody volunteered me to get back into the music and uh with 17 versions of the band I kept a diary, and I was going to write a book saying, "So you think you want to start a band?" And uh, it's it's a very difficult uh, thing to go through. There's highs, there's lows, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I mean, I've I've taken a stab at, and I've run a couple bands in the in the past, and it's a it's it's a lot of work. I don't know that I could write it. I could never write the book that you could. Well, but... it's hard to carry that briefcase, you know. <laughs> People always say, "Well, you're carrying a briefcase," so we. We uh, it's 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 not it's not easy to do. You have to you know work with the with the owners. You have to coordinate the set list. You have to make sure everybody is on rehearsal on time and all the gigs that they're there on time and coordinating all of the things that they're going to run into when they get there. So it's it's uh, there's a lot to it. But there's a lot of wonderful places to play, and there's a lot of wonderful people to be around. Always a good time, and um, we'll uh, we'll make sure that. Uh we post some of your um, links. I know you have presence out there somewhere in cyberspace, Mike, but um, you know, I want to make sure that the people really get an opportunity to see the trains because you guys are unique. Oh, thank your, you. Your, your set list is unique and, and the talent is top shelf always. Well, I appreciate that. It's a building process. And I, I had, I had a friend of mine say to me, Mike, every time it seems like every time you add a different person, the band just seems to, to be a little bit better. And I said, well, I said it. Uh, that's thank you. That's a that's a nice compliment. I also want to mention I got a project. In addition to the solo work that I'm that I've been trying to do and the venues that I've been doing, I got a. Um, I, I played at a place called Jay's Crab Boil, 
an oyster bar in Pickerington last summer. And the owner asked me if I wouldn't book some local talent for him at that place uh, this coming summer. And I was able to, you know, rally all my friends around and get them booked. And so we're going to ha have a nice concert series of solo artists and duos and some trios on the outdoor patio there at uh, Jay's Crab Boil and Oyster Bar in Pickerington, right kind of in front of the movie theater there on Hill Road 256. So that starts mid-May. And we're also going to do another thing I hope will catch on. It's instead of an open mic scenario, it's kind of like a spotlight star. So I'm looking for up-and-coming um, artists that want to do a 30-minute set and bring their family and friends out and be able to, you know, you got to start somewhere. So most of these open mics are, you know, play three songs or 15 minutes. And this will be an op, and, and then you have to get there early enough to sign up and then and then go on maybe two or three hours later. And this this way, you have 30 minutes set. They have a pre-set set time. And uh, I'm hoping it'll catch off. We're calling it the Spotlight Showcase. It'll be uh, once a month on a Tuesday starting in May. So it'll be uh, it'll be fun out there at Jay's Crabble. And if you've never eaten out there, it's amazing seafood. Amazing. Yeah, we'll have to, Beth and I love seafood. <laughs> they have other stuff we'll, on the uh, menu that's great too. Yeah, but the we'll, seafood we'll, is crazy. We'll hit the we'll hit the boil. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. You know, and uh, I think we we've, we've uh, I don't know we've been to that particular location, but um, food definitely great. But what you're doing there in the patio that sounds wonderful for for anyone looking to. Um, you know, do what you describe and, and have that opportunity to, to do your three songs that, or at least three well, of, be of a, the five that you know. Well, this would be a, you'd have a 30 minute set. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So it, you know, it's, it's uh, rather than having your friends and family come out and watch you do 15 minutes, they get to come out and watch you do 30 minutes at a, at a preset time. And so I, I, hopefully it'll, it'll go over well. Uh, so on Friday and Saturday nights this summer, we're going to have, you know, all of the top local acts because he was he uh, he had mentioned to me that you know a lot of the acts he had from last year weren't local acts and he was having a hard time getting people interested in seeing you know some of these people that they hadn't heard of and so I went to my friends and they were very very um, they they wanted to do it not only for themselves but for me and uh, that that really warms my heart when I when I hear people want to be able to contribute based on my friendship with them. Well, I mean, you're a sweetheart of a guy, you know, how can you, how can you like, how can you be denied? I don't know. Sometimes when the PA isn't working right, you can see some looks on my face. But. So that's an interesting thing to note too, right? So a lot of bands will hire sound, right? Um, in your case, who, who's, who's managing your sound most of the time? Well, my instrument with the band is the PA. So, uh. So, so, you're, you're so I get to, so I'm band. the first one there and the last one to leave because I have to set it up and tear it down. But uh, thank goodness that the technology has made it a lot easier. I remember back when we first started, there was separate amps and separate EQs and separate condensers and separate separate everything. And uh, when something didn't go right, there were like a hundred different connections. You had to figure out which one wasn't connected right, and it was a lot harder to set up and a lot harder to tear down and i know the sound guys like my friend ross davis that you that you did the podcast with can attest to it uh there's a lot of work involved and uh in the beginning i really didn't know a whole lot but i've learned a whole lot since then and technology has also made it a little bit easier so what is your gear what are you running 
Well, most of what I have is EV, electro voice stuff. Oh, man. Um, I got 18-inch uh, subwoofers. I got the 35P stack. Um, so I'm running about, I don't know, 3,000 watts a side. So it's it's plenty for for most of the places that we do, and I and I was plenty I'm able to room. I'm able to have friends that have asked me to help them with sound also. So not only do I run it for our own band, it's a, it's nice because you know with the technology today, if you have a um, a good mix, you can save that mix at a specific venue and come back and do that without a lot of intensive sound checking and whatnot. But I also have a lot of sound men out in the crowd that. Uh, are constantly telling him what they can and can't hear, so that helps. <laughs> I know I feel sorry for sound especially musicians, man. you know. Oh my gosh! But it is helpful. The most sound of the time. man's the sound man's. <laughs> uh, what would we? How would we say that? Um, the the life of a sound man <laughs> and the coping mechanisms. Yeah. yeah well, I had all the equipment. I figured I might as well help help someone else with it as well, and I don't charge very much to do it because. You know, we didn't get we don't get in this business to make money. We get in this business to make music and make friends, and it's it's worked out really well for me. Yeah, well, and you're still doing it, man. <laughs> yep, despite two hip replacements and a knee replacement and a bunch of other stuff going on with me, I'm still still out there managing to stand up for four hours at a time. <laughs> I, I've said it a couple times today: aging is not for the weak <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> But we get up every day and we still do. And I'm glad to see you're doing what you love. Sure. And the, ad the adrenaline helps too. <laughs> yeah, adrenaline. You still have sources of, adre of adrenaline. Well, you know, I mean, every now and then you get that, that crowd that just uh, is really, really having a good time. And the, the more they, the better time they have, the better time that we have. And occasionally you, you get one of those nights where everything just seems to to click and it uh, it really makes you feel good for doing what you do it sounds like around your birthday or on your birthday you had one of those nights recently yeah i had a great week last week we had uh, i did a solo event at gatsby's on thursday night and i had about four or five six different great musician friends come and help me with that and then saturday night we played at gatsby's with the band and it uh i was afraid it was going to be too cold but people came out and had a great time and you know, when people are having a great time, it just makes gives the band energy and, and they somehow play better and everything kind of clicks. And it was a great night. Love to hear it. And I know you're going to have a lot more of those nights ahead of you. Well, I hope so. I mean, that's why we, that's why we do it. it, uh, it uh, some, sometimes it feels like yeah. sometimes it feels like, uh, you know, no one cares. And other nights it feels like everyone cares. So, you know. You take the good with the bad. I think you have a lot of people that follow you, Mike, and I, I know every one of them has to appreciate, you know, where you've been and, and bringing everything forward. And, you know, it's just a it's a fun night. It's a great night. And the music is surprising because it's so diverse. What's and interesting it, it, is I the, think it reflects your, your personality and your 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 natural uh, curiosity and in wanting to. Um, you know, cultivate that that uh, that connection that uh, you obviously are able to get. You know, well, especially a, a night the last week or two, right? Well, I appreciate that, Lynn. And again, we we do it because we love doing it. That's why we do it. Yeah, for sure. I think. Um, did, did you have Did you have some other um, items? I, I you know I I really know that um, 
there, that's going to be a good thing. We've mentioned some items. We'll we'll put some links into the uh, description of the podcast so that people can keep track of what you're doing, especially with what you got going on at um, at the. Um, uh, the the patio. Yeah, Jay's uh, Crab Boy and Oyster Bar in Pickerington. Yeah. Yep. But then you also have gigs. You have solo gigs that are coming yeah. up that are getting booked this year. You got the trains, obviously, that are that's sure. still rolling. Um, and uh, so, you know, we want to make sure that um, uh, not only can they hear uh, this particular podcast episode and get, get a sense of a little bit more behind the man that uh, <laughs> makes this happen. Um, but uh, they can stay stay in touch with you as well. Yeah, you can go to MikePricerMusic.com and you can see all of the some photos and some video and some audio and our schedule, schedule and, and yeah. some pictures and, and other things. And we're available. You know, the band's available. I'm available for uh, for solo gigs and have a lot of different kinds of things. Everything from nursing homes to the lake to festivals to weddings to all kinds of different things. I just try to try to help people with, and uh, it's been a blessing. Yep. And I know you've, you've got a really good, strong um, relationship with uh, a lot of the places that you have played and that you're, you're planning to play. Are you looking to, for other venues? Are you looking to sp- expand out at all? Well, you know, we always um, it's hard to say no, because when you when you say no to somebody, a lot of times they don't ask again. So so it uh, like I said, it, it, it I never I try not to say no. Sometimes we're booked and sometimes it's uh, too far away for us to go or whatever. But I try not to I try not to say no. And, and you know, I'm we're getting a little older now. So the venue, the, the 75 gigs a year thing isn't going to happen anymore. But uh, but I, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy, you know, entertaining. I enjoy singing for the people. And the response has been been just very heartwarming for me. So I really appreciate everyone. And how rewarding that has to feel for you, you know, not only for yourself, but, you know, I know that you currently are very happy with, with, uh, the trains and the friends that you are able to to perform with on a regular basis. But, you know, over the years too, you know, um, there's been a lot of great, great musicians and, um, that's still holding true obviously with, sure. with this I latest still, rendition right i try to stay in contact with them all i try to yeah. support them all i mean everyone that's ever been in my band i still have a wonderful relationship with and i just enjoy seeing them out and i try to support them whenever i can and uh again being part of this musical community and being part of this podcast is uh is a very uh very humbling and honored experience for me thank you lynn well, you know, Michael, Mike, I, I really appreciate the fact that you made the time, you know, to, to come out and drive all the way downtown Columbus. And <laughs> I tell you, just the view from from Lynn's balcony over the city is worth you coming here and doing doing a podcast with Lynn. And trust me, if Lynn asks you to do this, you have to do it. I don't know that you have to. Do yes, it. you do. <laughs> Well, thank you for that endorsement. That that means a lot to me, Mike. It means a lot that you you decided you were going to do this and be a part of it. Um, and well, there was and some Beth begging I, involved. Yeah. Well, Beth and I, you know, we talked about um, uh, on my part. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about you know maybe leveraging um, uh, the location. It's Columbus. I mean, when you look out when when we're recording, we're looking out looking at Columbus for Columbus local music, and it just really. It's it's a natural fit, Mike. It really is. It uh, it's a wonderful place to be. And music is amazing, and I encourage everyone to get out and support local music and live music in in Columbus. 
as we all should and love those venues too, you know, supporting them um, during the times that there's no music is also important. Sure. Um, keeps them rolling and keeps them, uh, you know, interested in uh, getting getting a chance for, for some of the Well, during the COVID, here. during COVID, there, it was difficult for musicians and for, and for venues. And, and some of us were able to do some stuff from home and put it on online. And I have a couple of songs that I, a couple of Kenny Rogers songs that I did. And uh, I've got quite a repertoire. I, I keep adding music to my repertoire. I've almost got 1,200 songs that I can do on a, solo basis and a lot of that is is helping me learn to play the guitar better and it uh it's also nice when you're out at a venue and somebody requests a song and you're able to play it for them yeah for sure and you do have quite a repertoire <laughs> i was trying to get you to throw me a number i didn't really I know, know that you know how many songs you know i didn't really know i knew that many songs until i, I started going okay today i was working on alabama okay how many alabama songs do i know and how many Alabama songs can I work up? Because I love Alabama. I saw them in concert at uh, at the Polaris there when that uh, amphitheater was was there, and I saw them, and I knew almost every song. And uh, I like to go see McGuffey Lane also. And John John and I are friends. John Schwab and I are friends with McGuffey Lane. And I always sit right in front of him, and I he's singing the song, and I'm singing it back to him the whole time. And he goes, Mike, you know all the words of all our songs. I said, you're right. Because when I was at that camp experience... When I was at Virginia Tech, I, I was at a um, Easter Seals camp, and I was a, a, a counselor at an Easter Seals camp. And it's where I wrote, kind of wrote some of my songs, and I wrote a song called Bands for Love. And uh, the, all during the camping experience with these people that were, you know, challenged, a lot of them had cerebral palsy. They were ages from 15 all the way up to 80 years old, and each camper was assigned, assigned to a, a counselor, was assigned to a camper, and they took care of them for a week and a half. And while I was working with my pal, Timmy, who was my, my uh, camper that I was working with, I had this song in my head about the experience. And at the end of the, um, end of the camp experience, the song in my head, I wrote down on paper. I asked the uh, camp director if I could perform the song for the campers, so, I mean, for the counselors. And the campers had left, and the counselors were just there waiting to leave. And he asked me if I wanted to sing the song. So I sang the song, All, Ki All Kinds of Love is the name of the song. And it really went over great with the campers. They really connected to it. And then after the, after the, uh, the camp experience was over, the director asked me to come in and make a recording of that song. I did. And they used that song in the 1982 National Easter Seals Convention in New Orleans as the, as the, um, the theme song for the entire Tire. Uh, That's convention. so awesome. That was fun. That's so awesome. And um, and you continue to write, Mike, don't you? Well, I try. You know, I mean, when you're love sick, when you're a love sick teenager or twenty five year old, it's a little easier to write songs than than all the experiences that you had as a as a senior citizen that I am now. So it's a little harder to connect some of these things. But there are some great songwriters that I know and some great things. And I have a few songs that I that I'd like to get recorded, and uh, hopefully before, before too long, I'll get something out, well, we, some originals. We'll definitely be looking for those, Mike, <laughs> and, um, you know, good luck with, with that, too. It's, it's, that's a lot of fun, too, especially in the winter months. It is, and especially how people, you know, like the songs or react to them. And, and, uh, yeah, it's good stuff, and there's lots of technology out there to help. You sure? Last year when I, when I retired, I bought one of those... Uh, music comp composition things and you can put all this stuff together on your own 
it's still sitting there on my desk and hopefully this this uh this year i'll be able to put some things together and uh, i have a great friend Stephen brunton who does a lot of that work and i keep leaning on steve to help me figure out how to get this done and so uh if you steve has a lot of great original music he plays all the instruments and he does a lot of cover stuff but it's all in his own unique fashion and it uh i encourage everybody to go uh on the SoundCloud, I think it is, is most of what he ha the stuff that he has on there, and it's it's really cool stuff. And Steve is a is a wonderful guy, and he, he's a great musician. That's good to hear. Definitely, yeah, we'll have to check that out. Um, and we are definitely going to check out your forthcoming original <laughs> music. I'm going to keep encouraging you to do so. Well, thank you, Len. <clears throat> and uh, I'll share my knowledge of of you know, how to get that stuff out on to some of the streaming platforms. If, if you'd like that, uh, you may sure. have other resources obviously, but, um, sounds like Steven might be your man though. Well, I don't know. You know, he's, <laughs> Steve's busy. <laughs> well, if I have to rely on myself to get this if done, they're, if they're too busy, I will, I'll share whatever I, I know. I've got some stuff out there. Well, I appreciate not, not, that. Not man. big stuff, but it's, it's, you know, it's a start. I'm going well, to try to, I wrote it a long time ago. Um, when I was, trying to break my sword and um you know it's out there and i i can i can show you some of those options well, that's great i need somebody to help me with posters and uh and media because uh every one of my uh promotional posters looks like a ransom note it's just terrible you know i need somebody that has some really it skills and some artistic ability to help me put something together. Well, I don't know if you've seen some of the Days Gone By posters, but I, oh, yeah. I was in charge of those. Oh, man. Okay. You're, you're talking to somebody that might be able to help you. Well, I want to put together a promotional poster for this um, concert series that we're doing out at uh, Pickerington next summer. So I really, I could use your help with that as well. I'd be happy to do it. Well, I, got, I do have time. I'm, I'm not retired. I do have a day job. But, and, and the podcast is, is uh, not, not... Um, so absorbing that I don't have time for for other stuff. I do have a lot of spare time. Well, great. I'll use you. You can. Dude, I'll use you up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll play that guitar part for you, too. There you go. The baseline. But, Maybe you uh, can help me with a few licks. <laughs> I'd love to, man. Yeah. Love to. Love the way you play guitar. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, I really do. Um we uh, will look forward to that forthcoming. Um, you've you've heard that from Mike. We're going to encourage him to do so. And uh, I think um, for tonight, again, I, I appreciate your time, Mike, so much. Well, thank you, Lynn. And thank for all you do for the Central Ohio music community. And uh, um, it's, it's just uh, just another great example of musicians helping musicians and people in the, that love music to be able to... Uh, identify and uh connect more with with each other yeah and the people that you know bring them joy it's all about keeping the positive energy rolling exactly and leaving the other stuff behind give <laughs> <laughs> all you cares and worries on the doorstep thank you man so um episode number 45 with columbus local podcast mike pricer thank you thank you Lynn. and uh thanks for listening have a good evening. Bye-bye.